brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. You're listening to Off Topic with Big Woo and Friends. Streaming live on the Big Woo Radio app, here's your host, Big Woo! Yo, what's up? What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Off Topic Sports on Big Woo Radio. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. We took a hiatus. But we are back to talk some sports to you with my man James J.T. Thompson. Of course, I'm Big Woo. It's Big Woo Radio. Thanks, everybody, listening live on BigWooRadio.com. Everybody's download the Big Woo Radio app in your Google Play Store. We appreciate that. Um, and everybody searches out on the podcast app uh, on the iPhone. We definitely appreciate that as well. So keep on, continue to follow us on all our social media at Big Woo Radio. And... Um, we got a great show lined up for you today. I'll give you the topics in a minute, but first, let's uh, shout out our sponsors and supporters. Woodforce National Bank, woodforce.com, Men's Warehouse of Rock Hill, South Carolina, and Gastonia, North Carolina. 24K Rides of Rock Hill, go to 24KRides.com. CCB 5400 Club at 5400 Nevin Road, Charlotte, North Carolina. One Publishing, OnePublishing.net, Clover Parks and Recreation, Winthrop University, Porter Decals, Clinton College, the Hydrocephalus Association of America. Please go to NoMoreBrainSurgeries.org. Primetime Players Basketball Coach Chris Thomas. Connect the Group, Mr. Kevin Glover. New Soul Music, Mr. Dark Eye. Black Toby Society, some guy named Jay. Spring Hill Credit Solutions. GraySheepDigital.com. Below the Deck, Mr. Nick Fultz. Enterprise Management, Ms. Tony Nicole. SMG, Mr. J-Lock. Hats off to you, Couture, and All About Us Radio. We appreciate all of our sponsors and supporters. If you want to get in on the program, we got something you want to talk about in the world of sports, just hit us up. 704-489-3316. It's 704-489-3316. Just that simple. Let's bring in my man. What's happening, player? Good, man. Um, happy Easter, everybody. Happy Resurrection Day, whichever way I put it. Um, <clears throat> I wanted to say, man, when I listened to the intro, 
it always reminds me of where it all started. Mm. Anytime I listen, I hear the intro. <laughs> I'm like, wow, just that long, you know, long ago, but four and a half years ago. Yeah. You know, that particular intro when they first hit the atmosphere, nobody knew exactly mm-hmm. where it was going to go. You know, yep. could, who would have ever thought? You know, here we are four and a half years later and on another plane. Heck yeah, 233 episodes later, man. 233 episodes in the books. Uh, so it's great, man. So appreciate you. JT, always there rocking with me. So, you know, we're going to make it do what it do, bro. No doubt Did about it. Did you get what I, uh, what, I, what I sent you? I thought it was pretty interesting. I had got that graphic that I had uh, texted you. Um, and, and, and the lead to the graphic was... They tell me that Dak Prescott makes a bad, a lot of bad throws. And so mm. this is a t- statistic that they actually keep track of that that um, was sent to me. And I thought it was very interesting because Dak Prescott is not in the top 10. Not on in the, the, not category. in the top, not even in the top 13. Yes, yeah, 13 yeah. people on the, on the, on the category, of course. Jameis Winston is numero uno. I think he threw, he went 30 for 30 last year, 30 touchdowns, 30 interceptions, something like that. Uh, Jared Goff, who got all that money, he's up there at 123, right under, like one less than Jameis Winston. And they talk about how great he is. And Tom Brady's there, Aaron Rodgers in the top four, Carson Winston in the top five, uh, uh, round out the top five, uh, which brings me to, the topic that I want to talk about today, which is Tom Brady, and we'll go through that list uh, a little bit later on and uh, see some of the names on there. Uh, there's a lot of great quarterbacks on there, um, but like you said, Dak Prescott is not on there, but Tom Brady is on there. And I'm going to tell you what, JT, I am so tired, so tired. Every turn, Every time I turn on the sports channel, I know we don't have games and things like that going on, but I am so tired of hearing about Tom Brady and what the hell he's going to do in Tampa Bay. I mean, this. I mean, if it's if it's it's one thing. To talk, I know it's new to everybody. I, you know, what I, mean? I know it's new, and uh, Tom Brady's played for the same team for twenty years. Now he's going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and and but every hour on the hour without fail Tom Brady is mentioned and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers Uh, you know what this was probably the best move made in football by a football program uh, a football uh, uh, team or uh, organization Tampa Bay Buccaneers if they if they wanted press or needed press or needed to be talked about I, I know their stock has rose uh, since getting Tom Brady because Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is all I've been hearing about and I, I, I get it I get why but I don't understand why it has to be so much I know it's not much to talk about it's really not much to talk about and and you know I'm, I guess I'm a hypocrite because here I am talking about Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But I guess it's a negative light for me um, because I, for one, don't think Tom Brady's going to do a damn thing. I don't think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to do a damn thing. Yeah, they look good on paper. Hey, I give it. I give them that. They 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 supposedly look good on paper. I don't, you know, they're, they're, they have wide receivers. 
Okay, I don't I don't know if their running game is much to speak of, and I don't know if the offensive line is much to speak of. Maybe that's why Jameis Winston is at the top of this thing for bad throws because maybe his offensive line wasn't worth a damn. You know, I haven't really looked into the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I haven't really watched them uh, play that much. I know uh, they talk how, how good the, the, the two wide receivers that they have out there and it's going to make Tom Brady look so much better, but I don't I don't see it. I really don't see it. I didn't see nothing out of Tom Brady last year. Uh, really, the last two years, I ain't really seen nothing out of Tom Brady that makes me think, oh, he's now a year older or two years older from you know two years ago, and he's going to be even better now that he's got now he's with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. As we bring in my man Adonis Donnie Martin, what's going on, bro? Nothing much. How you doing, Big Woo? Doing good, man. Good to hear from you. We've got JT on the line with you. It's me, you, and JT right now. All right, what's going on, JT? Pretty much, man. How you doing? All right, all right. But I was just in a rant about Tom Brady because I'm so sick and tired of hearing about Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So I'm just trying to understand um, Tom Brady at 43 years old and what could possibly be the hype about uh, average? He's been average at best for the past two years. He's a year older, and I just don't understand. So, JT, help me understand what I'm missing with with, with this uh, uh, Tom Brady uh, going for. I know it's you know he went from New England for the first time in twenty years. He was a free agent for the first time in twenty years, his whole career, and now he's a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. Now the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are all of a sudden the goddamn Super Bowl favorites. Uh, can you help me understand, JT? Um, there's a storyline here that's coming to the surface. Now we know that there really was a dissension and disconnect between Bill Belichick and Brady mm-hmm. the last two years. Yep. Um, and it's coming to the light. The interview he did with Howard Stern um, this past Friday when he revealed that there were struggles in his marriage and things that he had to do as a man in order to, you know what I'm saying, to, you know, to balance things off in his personal life. Mm. Um, it, it is a time for him to put a period to his career. And this transition to Tampa gives him an opportunity to do that. Um, I, I hear all the hype, and, and what it is is basically can can you thrive in another system outside of the one that you've been in, you know what I'm saying, for the past 20 years. And when I look at it for what it really is, James Winston capitalized on the whole thing too because he said, oh, it took them to replace me with Tom Brady. That That is a testament to my skills. Mm. And it's either here or there, but yeah. he mm-hmm. even has to capitalize off of that. But me personally, as far as Tampa Bay and what they're going to do this year, it, it all is, it all comes down to coaching, and it comes down to the offensive line. If the offensive line is, is is solid, and the coaching and the coaching staff do what they need to do, then they have opportunity to do you know do some things. At the end of the day, Tom Brady is the benefit of being you know one of the most celebrated uh, players in, in, in NFL history. And now we're either going to get, uh, you know, Joe Namath, you know what I'm saying, or Joe mm-hmm. Montana, Steve Young type of end, or we're going to get an end, you know what I'm saying, to like, okay, we knew he was washed up 
and, you know, it proved that he can't win without Belichick. That's the only question. At the end of the day, that's what it yeah. all boils down to. Which one of them is going to be able to thrive without one another? Well, Donnie, I would imagine that Tom Brady has done his research. You know, like everybody, you know, assumes that he's a uh, he's thorough and and he's gonna he didn't just go to Tampa Bay all willy nilly. Even though uh, there's rumors that Tampa Bay the only one reached out, <laughs> so I don't I don't know how true that is, but. I'm sure Tom Brady done his research. I'm sure he's he's he he watched film on this offensive line and to see because he know that's going to be crucial to his success. Uh, do you think that's that's the case? And what do you think about Tampa Bay's uh, offensive line? Um, I'll be honest with you. I haven't been following much of any story lately, especially not a Tom Brady story right yeah. now. Yeah. But um, to answer your original question, why are we discussing Tom Brady? Um, due to the fact that that man has five rings, this is you know, so he's going to be relevant no matter which franchise he goes to, and then subsequently make that franchise immediately re- relevant. Especially while it's still off season time, and he had that team hasn't had the chance to play any games and lose the new penny shine by starting off zero and three. Now, after that, we were like, ah, you know, a couple of weeks of hot stories. They start off 0-3, 0-4, then nobody even talks about this anymore. But right now with the offseason, this is Jordan to the Wizards without the two-year break. So, yeah, even though you know it's not Mike of his prime, you definitely want to see if Mike can do something to help lead the Wizards, you know, over the hump. You're just curious. You, you just must see TV at this point because it's Tom Brown. I mean, who knows? He might have a Peyton Man to the Denver Broncos situation where your neck jacked up, everybody thought you was done. And then you go out there, prove yourself, and come away with another Super Bowl or walk away on top. And as JT alluded to, at that point, that would be the ultimate ha-ha moment to Bill Belichick to see I could do it without you. Yeah. So this story is going to hold some weight for until they start losing. If they start winning, it's going to, good gracious, it's going to hold weight throughout the entire season and we'll never hear the end of it until they either win or lose the Super Bowl. But speaking of that, Tampa Bay was actually a pretty good football team. And if you didn't have the 30-plus interceptions from Jameis Winston last year, which we know Tom Brady is not going to do, then Tampa Bay may have had a legit chance of, uh, of making some playoff noise last year. So from Tampa Bay's perspective, the fan base is obviously excited because you got a chance to uh, a game-changing player. The, the question I made, the question I have is the system. The reason why Tom Brady doesn't throw a lot of picks and other things like because you don't ask him to chuck the ball down the field. The, the Patriots were definitely a dink and dunk offense, and he, he thrived in that. But now we're going to find out, can you – is, is Jameis Winston really just a scrub, or was he just asked to do too much? Because if Tom Brady just has to throw all of them down the field passes and his interception rate is just as high, then we're going to realize it's a system flaw and not just necessarily a Jameis Winston flaw. So a lot of questions to be answered, and I assume and that's why Tom Brady is the hot story. And like sure. I said, the man has five rings. So no matter where he goes and which franchise he goes to, it's the Michael Jordan to the Wizards. Jordan could have went to any other franchise after the Bulls, even after the two-year retirement, yeah. and we all would have been talking about that place for a while. Yeah. So I absolutely earned his respect, but we'll see. I absolutely get the the story. I, I get it. I, I understand. <laughs> You know, it's Tom Brady, five rings, you know, whole career spent in New England. Now, all of a sudden, he's going to be in a different uniform when just about everybody 
um, with the exception of a few, very, very few that thought he would um, uh, thought he would return to New England and all this would be all swept under the rug. He'd be back in New England, playing for New England, finish his career in New England. Um, but I don't really understand. Um, and, and again, Jameis Winston threw 30 interceptions. I, I think that's uh, it was a record of some craziness. Um, now, why did he do that? I mean, if if if. If your coaching staff and your 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 offensive coordinators and people around Jameis Winston, if if they couldn't make the adjustment, you know, who's to say that they're going to be able to make the adjustment when it comes to Tom Brady and you know not having him do the same thing? I guess you know you have to adjust to the 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 um the player, but they didn't do that last year with Jameis Winston. Um, so maybe they'll do something different with Tom Brady. I don't know, but I'm not, I'm not so sure Tom Brady won't throw 15, 20 interceptions. If he's put in the same, you know, offensive coordinator and they just, just let him go and do whatever he's, if he needs to do. But I, I just don't, uh, maybe Tom Brady won't throw uh, 30 interceptions. True that. But this Tampa Bay team, uh, I'm just not so sold on them, uh, just because you got two good wide receivers. I don't, I don't, I'm not sold on that. Um, Tom Brady has been known to do well with, uh, receivers. I mean, i.e. Randy Moss, which he did not win a Super Bowl with, but he did have a, a record kind of year, but we talking about Randy Moss. You don't have a Randy Moss on Tampa Bay's, uh, squad, you know, uh, Gronkowski would Tom Brady done, done well with, with Gronkowski, but, um, I don't know. You don't have a Gronkowski over there on, on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers either. I'm I'm just curious as to as to why. Say it again. OJ Howard. I said Tampa Bay does have OJ Howard and Mm -hmm. Mike Evans, and those two have never had a Tom Brady as a quarterback. So you know they could be instant benefactors of him being over there because they definitely have talent, at least paper wise talent, and actually talent that James Wilson was able to get a lot out of. So. It's all about the coaching staff and are they going to adjust? Like you said, you can't ask Brady to do what you asked Jameis to do last year. That's just not how he's built. But there are some players where when you get a new coaching staff in, they're going to come in and make the players that are there adjust to their coaching system, and you're going to learn our plays and try to run them and try to complete our system. Tom Brady is the type of quarterback that you come in and you change the system for him to best suit his needs and then make the rest of your players adjust to that. So it's a matter of the coaching staff is willing to do that and, and, and help themselves thrive. But they definitely have some talent at the, at the receiver and, 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 and the receiving core and quarterback. I'm not so worried about that as long as they can jail. But like you said, there's a lot of other holes in Tampa Bay that they're going to have to fill in in order for this thing to work. Yeah. Um, I've, as I've... well as a tough division. Um, you still got the Patriots. I mean, you're not the Patriots. Excuse me. You still got the Saints. You still got the Falcons in the division. So. Yeah. Yeah. Not an easy division at all, especially. And I wouldn't count the I wouldn't count the Panthers all the way out when it comes to you know division rivalries going against Tampa Bay, going against uh, Atlanta in the division. I, I think um, I think the Panthers may be able to pull one out against Tampa Bay, uh, despite maybe even two, uh, despite the fact that they got a new coach and they're you know learning a new system as well. Uh, but you know, don't count. 
the you know out the Panthers and and these new guys coming in and how much they want to win as well with, as with the new coach and the the owner and, and things like that. I think the, the Panthers will struggle, um, but you still got a weapon in uh, McCaffrey. And, you know, and uh, Teddy Bridgewater is not going to be no scrub. I don't believe. Uh, so I believe you're going you're going to have some guys inspired to do well uh, because the expectation is low. But uh, guys are going to want to want to win. Um, but uh, 704-489-3316, if you want to call in and talk about Tom Brady and um, how well he's going to do. Uh, but uh, right now, I want to get your, your, your thoughts, JT, as to how do you really think uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will fare next year with Tom Brady? Um. um... Uh, right now in that division, I think that they, they if I had to do a way too early prediction, you know, I'd say they probably finish behind the Saints. Um, so, just because right now I just you know, they they're the most solid team in the division. I, yeah. Tom Brady being we haven't seen Tom Brady in any other division, you know, outside of where he was at. So to see him in a brand new division and see him on a brand new team, it's a wait and see thing. I yeah. I can't I can't predict that because, you know, we we haven't seen it, so it's like uncharted, uncharted territory, um, you know, real realistically. And and I don't see them finishing and winning the division. Um, so I don't know. Forty three year old Tom Brady, um, yeah. even with weapons, if he's not, if he if he's in, if any, if any defense is schemed the right way. And and hit him and do what you got to do in order to, you know, rattle him. I don't need to see him finishing the season as a starter. But that's just, well, you know, my opinion. Um, yeah, yeah. One thing I wanted to add, one tip that I wanted to add um, to this, and we talking about this division, um, <clears throat> where it pertains to one Cameron Newton, I'm going to go out on the land and say that Cam Newton does not play NFL football next season. Ooh, we uh, it's looking that way. <laughs> I mean, it's really looking that way. Um, I haven't heard anything uh, about Cam Newton, you know, being approached by anybody. So it's not looking good for him. Donnie, have you heard you heard anything about Cam Newton or what's what's happening? No, I think due to that coronavirus, like teams are and, and his injury, and then the subsequent coronavirus and the pandemic, where he's not, nobody's able to get their eyes on him and get an evaluation of him and see him out on the football field, and you know, progress is rehab. Then no, teams aren't going to take a chance because you're not going to get him for dirt cheap. No matter, even if you get him for a great price, it's still going to be pretty expensive because he's Cam Newton. And without taking a look at him, and not to mention there aren't too many teams that are out there looking for starting quarterbacks right now at the moment. So um, his, his looks are going to be extremely limited due to this coronavirus outbreak. And that's yeah. not boding good for him. So we get to the season and the longer we go before this thing is over with, teams get a look, it's not looking good for Cam. Yeah. Yeah, it's not looking good. It's well, not Donnie, looking who, good. Donnie who, who gets the job first, James or, or Cam? Mm. Um, the only th- talent wise, I'm taking Cam Newton all day of the week. I feel like he he had the better ceiling so far, and I feel like he had the um you know the more left in his in his tank, assuming that he's healthy. Cam's health is the major concern in that situation, 
and do it being as though the last anybody seen you, you coming off an of injury and coming off of surgery and haven't been back on the football field since. Um, Jameis will probably get the job first, even though you've had thrown 30 interceptions last year. I know that you played in the final game of the NFL season last year, and as long as you don't fall down your steps in the offseason, I know you're immediately ready to come in there and contribute to my football team. We might have to work on your technique and your skills, but you're not injured. So that's what's going to hold Cam back is that injury and, mm-hmm. and the people not being able to evaluate him. Mm-hmm. So I'll take James to answer your question. We're going to get the job first. Jameis or Cam? I say Jameis. I say Jameis will actually get a job first. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Just simply because, you know, teams can't get out and evaluate Cam. The team would have – it's the NFL. They don't like to just take chances like that. There are As good as Cam Newton is, there are so many other healthy quarterbacks that you can bring into your camp and contribute and evaluate immediately without having to, you know, wonder. Because Cam doesn't come cheap. If he was just some scrub that came cheap, then it would be something different. But you're going to have to take care of a pretty good penny to get him to come in there. And to do that without knowing whether or not the man is 100% healthy, teams aren't going to take that risk when they got plenty of other quarterbacks to choose from at this moment. Mm-hmm. James Winston being one of them. So James will get the job first. Well, you know, the other player that's really suffering from that is, is also a, a friend of uh, the show. Uh, actually, both of them. Uh, Jonathan Joseph is a free agent. Mm. Nobody mm. and the and the, and the, and 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 the, and the virus thing is hurting him. But also Jadavion Clowney, he had to change yep. his asking price from what he told us a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Twenty million dollars is what his asking price was. He had to he had to shave that down to seventeen. The virus is also hurting. Look where it pertains to him, and he's had the same problem that that um, Cam Newton had. He, he had some injuries that he was dealing with. And so teams can't really look at him thoroughly to see if they want to sign him. And so I don't know. It's kind of 50-50 if they get a run next season because of how quickly we're going to have to shift into whatever kind of training camp is look like it's going to be a short version of OTAs or whatever. I just don't see them guys playing next year. Mm. Yeah, this is going to be the craziest um... – as a GM, you're really going to earn your money this year. A lot of it's mm-hmm. going to have to do with luck. It's going to have to strictly get lucky. You know, it's hard enough to evaluate talent when you got four years of college film and, 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 and foot, you know, countless hours of footage and combine things and all that. We may not be getting that this year from your college athletes that you're going to have to draft as well as you don't have any opportunity to see your free agents on the field prior to, you know, in between offseason. So you're going to have to take a lot of gambles as a GM on some of well, this guy put this on film. I think he can play and should make a good pick to our organization next year. But we're going to have to bring him in. We don't have enough time to sit around and wait because if we don't bring him in, the next organization will. So we got to pull the trigger on this guy now just so we can complete a 53-man roster and put some guys out there on the field. So this year, as a GM, you're really going to have to earn your money with the coronavirus outbreak completely wrecking havoc on the NFL offseason. Mm. Well, speaking of free agents, I see we're uh, on the um, <clears throat> uh, April 9th, a couple of days ago, Thursday, was uh, the Rams traded Brandon Cooks to the Texans for a second-round pick. You know, the Texans got rid of their um, – 
Yeah, got rid of uh, their wide their their main wide receiver. Can't can't think of the boy's name right right offhand, but he was their main DeAndre, um, DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, Hopkins. Yeah, Hopkins. Uh, so they brought in Brandon Cooks. Good or bad? Good or bad for the for the Texans? Um, even though they brought in Brandon Cooks. I mean, do you like the move or hell? I mean, I'm thinking you should have kept your, 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 your main guy uh, uh, instead of getting Brandon Cooks. What do you think, JT? Brandon Cooks has been uh, trade bait the last, what, he, he's been in three teams in the last two seasons. Yep, yep. Um, and then on, on top of that, what they paid Cooks and what they brought and what they paid the other guy that the Texas signed, they could have gave that combined to Hawkins. Yeah. That just lets you know that it was it was more personal than business as to why yeah. Hopkins is not a, te- a Texan anymore. But to me, Cooks is in a situation where he's got to prove his worth. He's got to prove that he can go out there and be a game changer. I don't think personally that he can go out there and do the same things that DeAndre Hopkins done for their team. You know what I'm saying for the Texans, and I think they suffered the wide receiver position because they made that move. They went away instead of building with with the guy. That, that continued to have them on, you know, that, that had some kind of, you know what I'm saying, um, coordinations with Deshaun Watson. You went away from it and you took away a major weapon. And now you got you got two guys that you brought in that got to prove themselves and develop a chemistry with Deshaun Watson. I think that hurts the Texans, um, you know, this season. As again, well, all, you know, what, unless you out there doing what Dak doing with wide receivers that ain't even signed to our, our squad, then you behind the eight ball because you're not working out, you're not doing things. So I think that hurts them in the long run. Yep. All right, Donnie, one for you um, before we go to break. Uh, Jaguars uh, trade Nick Foles on April 8th uh, to the Chicago Bears. You know the Chicago Bears have their starter out there, um, uh, Trubisky. Um, and I don't think they like what they're seeing from Trubisky. But do you think Nick Foles is to come in? Uh, is is going to come in, steal the drive from Nick Foles, and make the Bears relevant? Um, I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Nick Foles, is, you know, he's one of those quarterbacks that is actually hard to get a gauge on because um, I just don't have enough footage on him. Or as a as a full time starting quarterback, because as we know, he won the Super Bowl replacing Carson Wentz, and then he followed up that next season when Carson Wentz got hurt and got him a little bit uh, a little opportunity to start the season off with him then. But just one of them that he's got great moments um, that can lead you to say, "Hey, this is the type of quarterback that I want to bring in for my franchise and and run this thing." But there's also a reason why you were sitting behind a first-year quarterback in Carson Wentz up until the moment that he got hurt because you just didn't beat him out in practice or anything else. Like, So I don't know. I don't know. I, I think that um, with this hectic offseason, teams got to do what they got to do. You know, you know from the end of last year he was healthy, and if nothing else, he'll be a serviceable backup if that's what you do need. So you got to pull moves and make moves like that because you're not going to have the time to bring in the Jameis Winstons or the Cam Newtons or the other type guys like that to see if what if they can fit well with your program. So when you got an opportunity, you got to take it. So for Bears fans alike, I hope Nick Foles makes the move for y'all, but he just on paper alone doesn't seem like a franchise-changing quarterback, even though he's done some good things on tape, including win a Super Bowl. So um, 
Mitch, hold on tight, but it's a little bit of competition. Maybe it'll bring out the best in Mitch Trubisky, and, and, and it'll overall make the Bears a better franchise just by bringing him in, but that's yeah. yet to be seen. He's had his ups and downs, uh, Nick Foles, so we'll see what happens with Chicago. They they need to do something because they've been really unlucky at quarterback for a long, long time. All right, so we're going to talk about some more, maybe get into the NBA on the other side of this break. Uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, Big Blue Radio We'll be right back, man. Off-topic sports. Got my man, Adonis Donnie Martin in the building. Got James J.T. Thompson. We'll be right back after this break, man. You're listening to Big Woo Radio. Radio. Hey, y'all. I'm Nima Shining Star L of Nima Girl Productions. And every single Friday, you can catch me at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, hanging out with JT and Big Woo. We are Big Woo and the crew on Big Woo Radio, where every Friday, we let it flow with Flowetic Fridays. And we also hit you with some black in effect, because black history is every day, all day. And if you didn't know, now you know. And for all things Nima Girl Productions, go to my social media pages on the Nima Shining Star L. You can get information on the upcoming book, Peace Queen, Can You Hear Me? And check out the book, Peace King, Can You Hear Me? That came straight out of the holiday, Love Thy Brother Day, which is June 8th, and that is coming up. So, for all things Nima Girl Productions, check out social media, Nima Shining Star L. And if you're not checking out Big Woo and the crew on Sundays at 6 p.m. on Off Topics, you better be checking out my Facebook Live with Thoughts Provoked. That's right, Thoughts Provoked. Every Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time where every topic is a hot topic. So, there you have it. I'm Nima Shining Star L for Nima Girl Productions, hanging out with Big Woo and the crew on Big Woo Radio. You know how we do. Hey, y'all. Ooh, baby, we about to get freaky. What you got here? It's the Love Lasso, the ultimate adult sex toy. Oh, I like that. For couples, surely, to help you and your partner reach your ideal climax. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, fellas. Giving you that extra grip and bringing her closer to you as you're spreading them lips. Ooh, now that's what I'm talking about, baby. Mm-hmm. Soft to the touch, lightweight and flexible. The love lasso is also washable. Comes in red, black, pink, and white. Mm-hmm. Let's get the bedroom jumping right. Give me the love lasso, baby. I'm ready. Boy, you so crazy. Go to thelassocompany.com and order yours. Tell them Nayana Renee sent you. Ooh, baby, this is going to be so much fun. Ooh, put your leg through here. Put this around your neck. Oh, yeah, right there. Go to thelovelassocompany.com to order your love lasso today. Hey, this is James J.T. Thompson from Big Woo Radio. Hats off to you, Couture. Everything is made, not manufactured. Your one-stop shop for handmade hats and more. How to get in touch with them? www.etsy.com slash shop slash hats off to you, Couture. Officially endorsed by Big Woo Radio. Radio. Listen to Big Woo Radio. Y'all hear what I say? I want y'all to listen to Big Woo Radio. 
This is Big Woo Radio, a station for the people, by the people, serving Rock Hill, South Carolina, and surrounding areas, Charlotte, North Carolina, and surrounding areas, serving worldwide at BigWooRadio.com. Thank you so much for listening. Welcome back to the program, 704-489-3316 to get you in if you want to talk about anything pertaining sports or whatever you want to talk about. You want to talk about the coronavirus? Yeah, that's cool. What you're doing at home and while you're on lockdown? We can talk about that. Uh, 704-489-3316. Thanks to everybody listening live at BigWooRadio.com. Everybody's downloaded the Big Woo Radio app in your Google Play Store and all the people that search us out on their op- a podcast app on their iPhone. We appreciate that. If you're just joining us, you missed the first half of the show. It's okay. You can always go back and listen to the show in its entirety on um, all of your podcast platforms, wherever you listen to podcasts, iTunes, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeart, all those places, wherever you go to listen to uh, your podcast. So, when I uh, ask you to continue to um, 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 uh, follow us on all our social media at Big Wood Radio on everything, all social media. All right, all right. So we've been talking about the um, the likes of Tom Brady and how much I've been tired of hearing it, but but we talked about it anyway because I was trying to get to the bottom of what the, what is it about Tom Brady that uh, everybody's. Uh, uh, thinking he's going to be this great savior for Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and maybe I should have prefaced that earlier when I was when I was asking Donnie and JT. Well, you know, because I, I understood the story, why the story was so huge, but I just didn't understand why they think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are now one of the favorites to win the Super Bowl. And I just don't, I just don't see that uh, with Tom Brady. I don't, you know, unless you get. Uh, a, a Randy Moss type receiver uh, Or something like that I think he'll make it to the Super Bowl But uh, there's no Randy Moss on Tampa Bay Buccaneers So, And Tom Brady's going to be 43 Going on 44 years old So uh, I just don't I don't, I don't see it um, But we did discuss that But now we're going to switch gears And I, I know there's You know there's not a lot Going on in sports uh, but it's, you know, there's, there's the draft coming up on the 23rd. They're still doing that. I think they're going to do it virtually. Um, and you know, there's no March madness. There's no championship. It usually be a championship. I think, uh, by now there might be a champion crowned, uh, in, in college basketball for March madness. There's none of that. Um, you don't even have soccer going on for Christ's sakes. Uh, <laughs> but that doesn't mean we can't talk about, what we think might happen in the future, you know, when will the when will the NBA come back? No one knows. Yeah, go ahead, Donnie. Now, speaking of that, that's part of the problem. I think that this season, depending on obviously, you know, as much as we love sports, this this pandemic has made us realize that you know sports is definitely secondary. Life is more important, yeah. and, and and it's you know obviously we know that. Yeah. But this this pandemic could be a, a true legacy shaper. Um, guys like LeBron James could miss out on his opportunity for his fourth ring or Anthony mm-hmm. Davis actually getting his first one. Because if he misses out on this ring this year and we look up eight years later and he doesn't have one and you look back and be like, well, hey, that Lakers team from, you know, 2020 probably could have won one mm-hmm. or a whole lot of other guys. I think one of the benefits, benefactors of this is Kevin Durant. Unfortunately, he was, you know, one of the victims of the uh, coronavirus. But 
him injured and now everybody else has to sit out too. Thank you, Lord. You know, like everybody else slowed <laughs> yeah. down. Nobody got the opportunity to get better. Nobody's going to get to increase their legacy with a championship the year that I'm sitting out and I get to come back at the same time everybody else does. Like if I'm Kevin Durant, I'm a little excited about that. I'm kind of happy that slowed everybody else down. Yeah, we're definitely. definitely one of those legacy changing seasons. This could have been the year Giannis gets himself one. And I mean, yeah, we take it year in for year out that all oh, this team will be back and this team will be back. A lot right. of guys get that one one and done opportunity. And, and and who knows whose year this was? It could have been Philly's year to make a run for the playoffs, and then they mess around and miss out. And no matter what, let's just say the season does resume, and and then we do end up getting a champion. Whoever the champion is, obviously, is going to have to earn it. But it, that the, the the fact that we missed so much of the season obviously yeah. changed the results of the playoffs at that point. So yeah, this is a legacy changing season, and 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 when it comes to basketball right now, because imagine. If this happened in the eighties, the Magic got a one less championship because they just didn't play that year. Or right. Bird only got two right. because they didn't play that one year. Like that 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 adds up. Or Doctor J didn't get him one because they didn't play the eighty four season. You know, like type of thing. So right. this is this could be a legacy changer right here. So I mean, now so you put that in perspective, just think about how this changes now with Everybody starting over, you know, even if they when they come back with the season, I mean, if they come back and they they kind of they play it out and play it out through the summer or whatever, and and they, they end up crowning a uh, champion in October or something. But um, do you think that you would have to put an asterisk beside somebody that wins the championship um, in a sense that? Well, some of these teams might have been fatigued. Some of these teams might have been hurt. Somebody might have got hurt. You know, LeBron could have got hurt. You know, can you put an asterisk and say, you know, everybody got to be on an even keel as far as fatigue goes. So, you know, everybody got a, uh, what they call it, load management for like a month, two months. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So would you put an asterisk beside the champion? Yes and no. Um, Asterisks only last for a short period of time. And, for example, we don't think about Tim Duncan when we bring up he has five rings. We don't say he got four in the asterisk because that 1999 season, it was only a 50-game lockout shortened season. At the time, that was a huge deal. And we were definitely saying, well, it's not a true champion. They only played a half game. Ten years later, 20 years later, that asterisk disappears, and it's just Duncan has five. And, you know, you you know what I mean? So um, whoever gets it this year is definitely going to have an asterisk, especially if you weren't the number one or number two seed already. If number right. eight seed wins this playoffs, brother, that would be crazy. And it's like, nah, well, they wouldn't have won that if we would have just played straight through. Right. But, um, yes, whoever wins it, even if you are the number one seed, will get an asterisk, but it will be short-lived in the annals of history. JT, you feel that? You feel that way as far as uh, the team, whoever won the championship, getting an asterisk? The NBA championship. JT, you still with us, bro? I think JT uh, stepped out. Well, I, I I do believe that there should be. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of torn. I'm kind of torn. Uh, yeah, I, I, I know everybody's getting a reset. You know, kind of a, a reset. But the thing is, everybody's getting a reset. It's just not just you know the the number one team but the or the number eighteen but everybody's getting a reset so if you were number one going in you know to this uh, the shutdown or this lockdown or suspension of the NBA uh, I think you should 
be just as rested up as anybody else and or as rusty as anybody else and you should be rusty able to to keep your 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 same um number one status go ahead but here's the thing somebody like a lebron james dame lillard freaking james harden russell westbrook these guys got in-home chefs and in-home gyms and in-home basketball courts some of these other Joe Smoles don't. So they're still yeah. working out and get top flight energy and, and food and nutrition and all of that while while you're sitting at home and you chilling. You just eating on the fat getting fat and shit <laughs> on the couch. Right, so it's right. one of these because you live like it's a summertime right now. So you your season is over with. You know, you try to stay in shape, but when you can't even go out of your house and go to the gym because you know you're just not allowed to, that's a little rough for on on the on the smaller time guys who are, are usually the ones that need the more practice because the guys that are living that way are the ones that have already made it. So, right. um, yeah, man, it's, it's a little, it's a rough, and it's going to end up with, a, like you said, it's definitely in the immediate future going to have an asterisk. And who, depending on how soon we get back to it, we may not have a champion at all. And yeah, because you can't, be. like you said, you can't play late into October because October is around when the next season is supposed to start. So this thing that, or do you just shorten it and only take the top four teams and do two rounds of playoffs or something like that? I don't know how we would work that. Which of course yeah. at that point would definitely require an asterisk. So this could be a legacy changer, bro. We mess around and end up with no champion. LeBron doesn't get a third, or well, I mean a fourth, or however many gonna have. And Anthony Davis don't get his first. Giannis don't have a shot at his first. James yeah. Harden don't have a shot at his first. It's like, disappointing, it's, man. It's, it's, it's a little disappointing. Yeah. Uh, I was really looking forward to uh, the, how this NBA season was going to end up. I mean, we had been on the off season anticipating this season for a long time with the, you know, Lakers and the Anthony Davis and you know what was going to go on with that and and the Clippers. Yeah, Paul, that that whole thing coming together. Uh, so yes, it was a little disappointing, and I think um, it, it, to get it done, to just so to to uh, do a championship, I, I think they would have to do like what the, what you was talking about with the Spurs, half a season and they won the championship but you may have to do something like that where you don't play as many regular season games coming back depending on when you come back so you there, there might have been 30 games left you might only be able to play half of those you know and and then start into the playoffs you know to to keep everything on track cuz you don't want to overlap the next coming season and they not have the the proper amount of time well they ain't going to need that much time off because they've been off already you know what i mean so uh you probably just had to go you know just let it play out and go into the other straight into the next season you know after maybe a two week hiatus or whatever uh, a three week hiatus and go into the next season uh, i don't know but um I I'm I'm I don't want to be quick to put an asterisk on it because like I said everybody has the same ample downtime but like you said you got the superstars that were probably already in position you know what they where they should have been like LeBron James was in first and you know Harden and all those guys were in the position that they were so things should play out the way they were going problem is we don't know how they were going to play out but the the, the they should play out the way they 
looked like they were going to play out. So uh, because of all the, the the big names that have the gyms that they can go to and they have the chefs that can bring them food or, or can be quarantined in their own part of the house, this is your quarantine area for, so I can make sure I eat right. Your quarantine area is the kitchen and the side room off to the kitchen right there. So you stay over there and I'm going to stay in the west wing of the house. You know what I mean? Uh, and then you can just deliver my food to me. But because um, they have that kind of uh, capability, but they should they should be the ones that actually win. So I, I expect LeBron James and Anthony Davis to come back and actually win this thing, just like I predicted they would. I thought I thought they were had the best shot of, of winning the whole thing. But you never know what's going to happen with Paul George and the Clippers. I I still don't think they got enough weapons to get it done. I know Paul George and and uh, uh, Ka- uh, uh, Kawhi Leonard uh, this sounds great, you know, but. It's Paul George and Kawhi Leonard against LeBron James and Anthony Davis. I would go with them two over the, over over those two over over Kawhi Leonard and Paul George any day. I would. I just would. I know it's it's, it's good for the Clippers to have them, that kind of star power. But when you talking about, I mean, come on, uh, Anthony I'm Davis. <laughs> He's just too much to deal with, man. I'm He's too much to deal with. Yeah, in a five on five, as far as making their teammates better. And I'm taking them on a two oh two game too. You like I'm yeah. taking them either way. I'd rather either give way. me LeBron and Anthony Davis. No disrespect to Paul and um and 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 Leonard. Kawhi, but yeah. Yeah, LeBron and Anthony Davis any day of the week in that combo. Any day of the week, man. Any day of the week. Now, I mean, there there could definitely be a surprise. Uh, I mean, with Giannis and his, because he's got a nice squad over there. I mean, it's not. Giannis is is not like he's by himself. He's he's he is the the I mean the the name recognition is him alone. Um, but when you talk about a team as a whole, now you're getting into something a little different. You know they 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 got role players that that complement um, that complement Giannis very well. So could you see Giannis uh, upsetting you know a, a Laker team with LeBron James? Yep, because I feel like Giannis would actually have an easier path through the like Philly's tough. Um, Toronto's going to be formidable. Um, a couple other Eastern Conference teams, but I feel like no matter who you are coming out of the West, you're going to have a much tougher path. Because even if you're the Clippers, that means you've gotten through James Harden and them. That means you've gotten through LeBron James and them. That means you've gotten through, you know, uh, Luka Doncic and them. So, or Dame Lillard and all of them. So yeah. no matter who comes out of the West, I feel like their playoffs, they're going to beat each other up a little bit more. Mm. Thus, giving mm. the East Conference team a chance to, you know, come into that, especially if Milwaukee is lucky enough to be able to win series in four and five games. And over there in the Western Conference, they're going six and seven mm. every time. Yeah, that, and they get that week or so off, you know, to, to before the second series even starts. That could give, you know um, – Milwaukee an advantage and with that being said Milwaukee in a seven game series can compete with anybody in the West and I actually like the way that they match up with LeBron and Anthony Davis being as though their two best players um, Brooke Lopez and Giannis are are similarly skilled to those two good players it would give them fits on both ends of the court and not just give those two guys a free reign so yeah um with that being said, to answer your question, yes, the Milwaukee Bucks would be a very formidable opponent in the NBA Finals and could very well creep into an NBA championship this season. Yep, yep, I believe so. JT, you st- you there? JT's JT still on. went on lunch. 
yeah, I was gonna say if he had an over and under, but um, stay in the, in the NBA real quick because I want to I wanted to jump at this um this list of bad throws uh, uh quarterbacks with bad throws the most bad throws uh last season I want to get into that real quick before we before we shut it down, but in the NBA um. <laughs> the NBA was well. I mean, we kind of we kind of covered um, we kind of covered everything that I wanted to cover in the NBA. Outside of, I mean, do you still have um, the Lakers? Because I think I think you picked the Lakers. Uh, we, I think you picked two teams to win to win it all. Um, but where with with this lockdown and and kind of restarting the season? I mean, who who has the biggest advantage, and who do you think now, at this point, uh, now that we've gone come down to the last, I guess maybe twenty thirty games of the regular season, um, if if they play that many, uh, who do you give the advantage to to win it all with this with this coronavirus lockdown? All, all, all. I'm going to go ahead and go with the team aforementioned, Giannis and company. Mm. Um, as crazy as it sounds, after I just told you, I think LeBron and them are better. I, because of the circumstances, I think Giannis and them, th- that team has had the opportunity to grow together. This is their third or fourth year where they yeah. basically had the same core, you know, Middleton, um, Lopez, um, Bledsoe, Giannis, and those type of guys, whereas LeBron and them are more of a come-together team. Anthony Davis, just you know, Anthony Davis, LeBron, uh, JaVale McGee, Rondo, all of those guys are just, you know, thrown together, so to speak. And yeah. that team was in their dealings. And same way with a lot of other teams, Russell Westbrook and James Harden, uh, Paul George and, and Kawhi Leonard. Well, the Milwaukee Bucks, unlike those, have the benefit of chemistry, of team chemistry, of already knowing each other. So when you come back to practice with five weeks off or six weeks off or ten weeks off or however long this thing lasts, you have already been used to playing with these guys for the last couple of years. You're going to be the quickest team to jail back to the original form. Some of those other guys, like due to injury, um, well, let's use the Lakers or Paul George and them, for example. Paul George and Kawhi haven't been on the floor that much together. So now you've got yeah. to spend them last couple of weeks just learning each other's chemistry right before we get back into this playoff run. And I think Milwaukee is going to have the most stable situation out of all of those teams. Mm. And, and, and to mention the easier path through the playoffs. So if they do make the finals, I think they'll have an advantage over whichever Western Conference team comes out. So I still think Lakers might win it, but the easiest path and the most ideal conditions are going to go to the uh, Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, I agree with that, but I just think that uh, I can't, I can't, I can't go against LeBron James when he's got another superstar, and when he got a superstar like Anthony Davis, I, I'm, I just can't count LeBron James out. Uh, so I'm going go with the Lakers. Yep, yep. All right, so the list of bad throws. We're going back to the NFL right quick before we uh, get out of here. Um, so let's go through let's go through this list and um, let's see where these quarterbacks are now as far as what's coming up next year. All right, of course, Jameis Winston was number one uh, with 124 bad throws, and I don't know what they consider bad throws, but uh, I guess ill advised. Uh, or what have you, but um, they have, uh, and this is uh, from, uh, who is this, uh, SeatGeek, uh, trying to, who came up with, the, uh, uh, with this uh, 
list. So I think it's Seat Geek um, stats post. Oh, anyway, excluding spikes. Oh, ex- this is excluding spikes and throwaways. So um, James Winston had 124 bad throws. Jared Goff in second with 123. Tom Brady in third with 118. Aaron Rodgers. Number four with 114. Carson Wentz, number five with 106. Uh, number six is Mitchell Trubisky with 93. Number seven, Baker Mayfield with 93. Number eight, Andy Dalton with 92. Number nine, Kyler Murray with 92. Number 10, Russell Wilson with 91. Number 11, Josh Allen with 88. Number 12, Philip Rivers with 88. Number 13, Ryan Fitzpatrick with 87. So this kind of the reason I like this list is because Tom Brady's on here with number three. (laughs) So it kind of makes my point about Tom Brady. And again, we got to give him the benefit of the doubt that they say he didn't have good receivers. Okay, I don't, you know, a bad throw is still a bad throw. I don't know if uh, you can blame a receiver on a bad throw from a quarterback, but um, he's on here. Now, a lot of these, not a lot, but uh, most most of these guys are somewhere else. Uh, or, well, no, Phillip Rivers, he's somewhere else. Uh, he, he was uh, 12 on the list. He had 88 bad throws. Uh, Andy Dalton, I don't know if he's going to be with the Bengals. Uh, next year, but he only had 92. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky, he's got uh, some competition now with uh, Nick Foles. And, uh, Tom, of course, Tom Brady is somewhere else. Jameis Winston don't, don't even have a team right now. Um, Jerry Goff is still with the Rams for right now. I guess they're going to keep him. They paid him a whole hell of a lot of money. Um, <laughs> so, I mean – what do you what do you think about this list, man? I mean, th- does this surprise you at all? Especially with Jared Goff being up there at the, with the Rams, one hundred twenty three, and he's you know got all that got paid all that money. Well, see, here is the thing, and I have to um, put that because you were reading the list. I got I would like to see that in a little more in depth concept. And what I mean is, sometimes a bad throw gets caught. You know what I mean? Like, you can throw a bad pass and your wide receiver can catch that still. So, mm-hmm. are we counting those? Because that's technically because, like, Cam throws a lot of bad throws, but his wide receivers bail him out. So, on the right. list, you still should count that as a bad throw, even though that was a completion. Right. So, I'm one, and, and, and also, some of those guys I noticed were more loftier quarterbacks. Because somebody like Sam Darnold, who only, only, I should say, threw 88, I think that's what you said. But he didn't throw the ball at, at a volume of which Tom Brady threw it last year. You know, Tom Brady might cock back and throw the ball 40 times last year, whereas we're going to only throw a 22 at best. So, mm. yeah, you're probably not going to have as many bad throws. So I would like to see the context in a little more depth just to see, if you know, how, how, how exactly they formulated that to come up with what is what calculates as a bad throw. Mm-hmm. And then I would like to see what percentage of the guy's passes are bad throws because that's a bigger indicator to me. If you mm, are quite sure mm. James Winston, his percentage of throws were way worse. You know, thirty percent of his passes were bad passes last year, yeah. and that's a horrible. So I would, whereas somebody like Sam Darnold, even though he's thrown forty less than Tom Brady, his percentage may have been just about the same. You know, fifteen percent of your passes were bad passes. 
So yeah. I would like to see it in that context. Now, the reason that this list um, came about, um, well, the reason that JT shared it with us is uh, because there was a lot of talk about Dak Prescott and how many bad throws he made, you know, a, a reason a, a reason why people saying he shouldn't get his money is because he 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 makes a lot of bad throws. Well, if you notice, I didn't read his name at all and I went through 13 guys. So, he was at least uh less than uh you know, uh he was uh less than 87 uh because he didn't make the list at all. So, uh, the the last person on the list was Ryan Fitzpatrick with with uh, eighty seven. So uh, Dak had to be less than that, and and that just brings me to uh, uh, another point of why ain't Dak getting paid? You know what I mean? That there is no reason for this dude not to get paid. I I don't see it, and other than well, the fact yeah, that he ain't took you to a Super Bowl yet. I told y'all last year. Um, the problem. It, that is part of his own problem, but so too is Zeke. I told y'all, man, when Zeke jumped the gun and didn't let Zach, Dak sign on the daughter, first of all, Dak should have took that $30 million last, offer last year. Yeah, you know, I agree. $30 million ain't change. You shouldn't have held out for 40 or whatever. $30 million for an undrafted quarterback is nothing to seize at, and that's about, to me, where he should have landed in the scale of pay. I wouldn't pay Dak $40 million a year if he's not going to do it. But 30 I would give him that. But But – when Zeke jumped the line, that messed everything up in Cowboy Nation, man. Their plan was to pay Amari Cooper and Dak Prescott this year and have to worry about Zeke next year, if not the year after that. And mm-hmm. Zeke jumped the gun and totally jacked up the budget. And now they're trying to fiddle-faddle around and say, play the who-can-we-lose game in order to keep these guys. Right. It's definitely a major financial decision now because um, Zeke jumped the gun. And everybody, oh, I'm not mad at Zeke. I'm not mad at Zeke. I get it on the individual level, but it was definitely selfish on a team level. Sure. And now y'all in the predicament you're in right now because, you know, Zeke wanted to get paid. And yep. then didn't perform up to what he held out for last year. Right. And and you never – your running back is never going – when they hold out, they never really be uh, are up to par. Except, except that year when uh, we had Emmitt Smith and he held out and missed the first two games of the season. Um, and we went on to win the Super Bowl. But uh, he's he's probably, you know, uh, something of a freak of when it comes to that. It, it, it just doesn't happen. Most times when guys hold out, they either come back, they end up getting hurt and end up missing the season, <laughs> the rest of the season, or, you know, um, or don't really perform like they like they should because they're not. Uh, you know, running back is is a different animal when when you when you talk about positions on the football field. Uh, running back is different, uh, and, and, and even in other positions, sometimes when guys come back, they don't they don't really perform as well if they hold out and don't go to training camp or whatever. They they never really their self. They're never really uh, at their full potential. So um, I, I would really like to see uh, that get paid. Uh, but I would I would like to see him come to a happy medium somewhere with you know thirty two thirty three million dollars. That's a lot of money, man. And maybe sign a shorter term contract, maybe four yeah. years for thirty thirty million or whatever, and then he can renegotiate. You know what I mean? So, or or at least a three year with a four year option or whatever. Um, that'd be great. Uh, I think they can come to something if they they got until June fifteenth or something like that before they have you know where they can uh, actually sign him instead of putting the franchise tag on him. But you know, franchise tag he's still a pretty rich man, so you know 
Good luck to him, I guess. But all right, man, that's it, man. I appreciate you, Donnie, uh, JT, and everybody listening live on BigWoolRadio.com and download the Big Wool Radio app. Please go do that if you have not yet. And all our iPhone people to check this out on the podcast, we definitely appreciate that. Please tune in on Tuesday. We got the Bruliana Show with the poet and goddess Nayana Renee and JB Mr. 299. It's adults only. No kids. Don't let kids listen to that show. It's just, if you are, you're a bad parent. Um, and uh, Friday, the Florida Poetry Show with Nima Shining Star L, JT, and myself. And then, of course, we'll be right back here again on Off Topic Sports, talking about some more sports. So, things going on in sports. Uh, even though you don't have, uh, you know, live entertainment as far as sports go, you got us. You got Off Topic. You got Adonis Donnie Martin breaking it down for you like the only way he can. And, of course, me and JT will be here too. Sometimes Big Lesson, little, and, uh, uh, 299 he might be here sometime too but uh, we appreciate y'all thanks and uh, y'all stay safe out there we appreciate you on behalf of my man James JT Thompson Adonis Donnie Martin JB Mr. 299 Nima Shining Star L the poetic goddess Nayana Renee Big Les Lil Bucky All About Us Radio I'm Big Woo this is Big Radio Big Woo Radio peace God bless we out Look, I fall back in order to avoid contamination. The game is full of garbage, nothing about it is motivate. I listen to your bars, I'm disappointed in y'all. Thought y'all was working, can't believe what I walked in on. When I came through that door, folks said it at 94. Told my brother, everybody know that man got You're listening to the Big Wheel Radio. The beast is dated, but the razor shall flow. Believe it.